This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Happy Friday! Happy Friday to all! Free for all Friday! Free for all Friday! And uh, celebrating a blue bomber victory oh, yesterday. Oh man, it's a party in here! The humanity! How many you had? Six, five, more than I can count. Um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It was a late game. Why? Well, I, I was going to stay up for it. I'm, I'm not missing that. You were. No I, I thought of that when it was halftime. They were down by 12, and I thought, I bet you Cam. See, listen. Oh, I was. See, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it with my wife, and I think it's the third quarter. And she's like, is that is that the road outside shaking our place? <laughs> Cars driving by, or is that you? Because my leg was going about. The Jimmy leg. Oh, I had the Jimmy leg. Top bad. Jimmy. Top Jimmy cooks. <laughs> top Jimmy swings. Yeah. What I was, a game. What I, a Friday. After uh, Zach Claros went down, I'll just say this. In the second quarter, I was in a dark place, Jim. <laughs> I was in a real dark place. My wife kept asking me questions He's like, what's this? Time. What's this? What's happening here? And I was just like, I, you know, like, it's not, I'm not going to get annoyed, but like, cause it's, it's me being angry. It's n- nothing to do with her. It's me upset with the situation. But I was like increasingly going like, you know, let's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to focus, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here upset at what's going on right now. Um, I just need to live in my own darkness. So you had the Jimmy leg going, you know, eh? Oh yeah. The oh, shaking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I but. told you this when I came in, I'll share with our listeners. So we, it is a free for all Friday. We're going to get your jets takes and all that, but 38, 29 victory for the Winnipeg blue bombs. When it was 22, 22- 10 at halftime, I, I said they're going to win this game to myself because yeah. I was by myself. Yeah. Myself, they're going to win this game, but it's going to be the defense and the run game, Brady Oliveira. So I thought if they could get, you know, a fumble, maybe a pick or two, they could run the ball. Drew Brown could manage the game, but what a performance by Drew Brown. And mm-hmm. I, I said this this morning in our meeting. I said, you know, I'm from the era in this town, having moved in 2005, and this is no disrespect to Buck Pierce, Matt Nichols, all the names. Yeah. But this organization struggled mightily for just one bona fide superstar elite MOP quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the the talk around quarterback development was the easiest go-to thing with the Bombers. How are you doing today? Are the Bombers ever going to develop a quarterback? Um, look, it's Edmonton. That secondary is what it is, and it's only one game. I'm it took, not sitting but here. You're still down 22 nothing. You know what I mean? But to put up 300 yards, four TDs, and erase a 22 nothing deficit off the bench, mm-hmm. um, you have an MOP quarterback, and now you have one that looks like he could start for you. Yeah. Now, it's what would he do against a BC defense? That's a fair question. All Toronto defense, that's all fair. Yep, yep. But you can't take away, as bad as the Elks are, being down 22 nothing on the road and being pressed into duty and throwing for 300 yards and four TDs. And I'll add this, Cam, the most impressive part of his game was even when he threw it out of bounds. Like his ability to keep the the play alive and to make things happen and wait for things to develop when they weren't there initially, 
Um, it was really impressive win by the whole team, but especially Drew Brown. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know what I think the like if if there was the big moment of the match, like you say, drive of the game, it's that it's it's that touchdown drive, seven points on the board late in the second quarter, and then it's it's driving the field again, and then picking up a picking up a field goal and getting ten points before the half. If they don't get ten points and make it a twelve point deficit at some point. Um, in the first half, I think it's a very, very different second half. Yeah. I still think the Bombers have a real great ch- shot at winning that game, um, but that those were huge points to get back within within swinging distance there. Um, and we saw basically by the third quarter everything that Edmonton had. You know, they had three big plays that that big run right out the middle, sixty five yard rumble. They have the seventy yard perfect play by uh, Kieran Moore scoring there. That was just a perfect play call. Yeah. Demiria Houston misses the tackle for situ- for that situation. That was the absolute perfect play call, and it was going there the whole time. That's exactly what the plan was, and it it worked out. They get a touchdown in the pick six by uh, Luches Purifoy. 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. We get this text message here. Uh, This texter says, if Caleros continued, I don't believe they would have won that game. Well, I will say say this. Um, He made two, like, he made two pretty bad plays uh, in the first little bit. That that bad sack that he took where he had to get that ball out. Um, where he had lots of time. And then I'm, I'm not sure what was going on uh, with that pick six that he threw to Luchas Purifoy down deep. I mean, you, I mean, you, you never want to, you want to make a play and you want to, you never want to have to swallow that up, but man, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a play you got to make there. Ed Tate of bluebombers.com was on uh, my show yesterday and said this, that he said, like, regardless of their record and everything, the Elks, yeah. like he said, several players have told him throughout the year, they're well aware that no matter who they play, they're going to get that team's best. Like, that's the swagger of the Blue Bombers. Three straight Grey Cups, two titles in the last three years, uh, Edmonton or not. And you felt that, right? Like, that Mm -hmm. opening run by Brown for the touchdown, and then it's 8 nothing. And you just, I just thought of what Ed was saying earlier in the afternoon with me on the show uh, about that. Okay, well, Edmonton's, they got some momentum here. They're feeling it. They're like, look, we're 0 9, blah, blah, blah. But what, like, you have to think of the other team sometimes, and you think, what would that, they could go 1 17. But if they beat the Bombers at home, like that, what does that do for a horrific season? And, and, and to give respect to the Elks, they were so physical to start the game. Yes. The Bombers had no answer for them. And that's the point Ed was making. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter who you're playing now. The Bombers are so good and yeah. have been the team for so many years now that you're going to get the team's best performance. Teams get up to play you, and there's a target on you. So. I, I don't believe that if Zach Kolaros didn't fin- finish that game, they wouldn't have won. I don't buy that for one minute. Um, if anything, part of Zach Kolaros's MOP pedicure is the fact that when he plays bad, he can come out in a second half and mm-hmm. simplify the game and play better. Um, but I, so I still think they win that game. But the fact that they won it down twenty-two nothing, even I mean, we have to give like so. I thought going into halftime, they can give up one more major. Yeah, but down twenty-two to ten. If they go down twenty-nine or thirty to ten. They need three touchdowns. They can do that, but they need the defense to be the defense. They need a turnover, and they need Olivier to light it up. Well, I, I didn't know that Drew Brown had 307 yards in him. I had no clue that he could scramble and keep the play yeah. alive like he did. And then I had no clue that of his wherewithal. that like. And we look at Trey Ford, and that's his fourth start. Yeah. But Trey Ford does not know when to give up on a play yet. 
Trey Ford does not know when he's scrambling, when to throw the ball out of bounds. And live, yeah, it's his fourth, live, it's his fourth or yes, fifth start. Live you know to what I mean? fight another day. Yeah. But Drew Brown did. Yeah. Drew Brown knew when, when even though he's scrambling and there's nothing. Drew Brown knew that in double coverage, not to throw it in there. Well, like, where, did he learn, where did he learn that from? I well, mean, that's you, what I, I mean. mean you're right? watching him do that, and it's like that's exactly what makes Zach Claro so effective. And Drew Brown's learned it. And that's you exactly ask Drew Brown, he's like Zach told me this. Zach yeah. told me that. Zach told me this. Zach tells me every week we've got receivers, and and if it doesn't look open, just give them a chance. Put it in a place you think they're going to be. Don't throw it in a double cover, but put it in a place you think they're going to be and watch. And what happened? Yeah. He made a great... Like Kenny Lawler's covered. <laughs> Nick Dembski was double covered and came back to the ball to the point of Zach Kolaris telling Drew Brown, yeah. just put it where you think they're going to be and they will make it happen. He, listen, he did a fantastic job of getting the ball to his playmakers and his yeah. guys... Let's let's be honest here. They made plays for him yesterday, but that's yes. what they're supposed to do. That's what he's saying. I mean, but this is what Zach's this is Buck point, Pierce. Right? This is Buck Pierce. This is Zach Caleros. Get the ball. Give these guys a chance to make a play, and they're going to make a play. And you're going to see Kenny Lawler make that f- incredible catch. You're going to see it. And that's my final point of this game yesterday. I slept like a baby last <laughs> night, Jim. <laughs> I'm glad because I have one and he doesn't sleep so well. Um, But my final point on this, so I stand by this to this day. I thought Buck Pierce had a bad Grey Cup against Toronto. I thought he made some poor calls. I thought when stuff was working, he didn't go back to it enough, things like that. It happens for every coach, just like every player. And a lot of the players did have a bad game in the Grey Cup. I thought that was Buck Pierce's finest performance of play calling. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe BC even better because he looked at the tape and found the weaknesses in that BC defense. And it, but he has come into his own, right? Like he is a bonafide and it, and the way he's calling plays this year. And that's what you want. You have yeah. a bad game in a great cup. And how's your, how's your next game? You get better. I think Buck Pierce deserves an enormous amount of credit for that come from behind win. I think he deserves an enormous amount of credit for how they dismantled BC. He just last night, the perfect play at the right time, and and plays that allowed things to happen. How many times were they second and twenty, and they got twenty three yards? And that's play calling. Well, Jim, here's what here's what was so incredible here. And listen, I, I also want to shout out this, but I'll get to the I'll I'll, I'll talk about the second down conversions. Sixty seven percent, sixteen for twenty four on second down conversions. Yeah, that is awesome. If you do that every single game, you're going to win ninety five percent of your contests. In, yeah. in, in the Canadian Football League. There's no doubt about that, 100%. Also, one thing, uh, the play action was fantastic. Yes. I mean, His play action is... Li- it's, it's lights out. It's it, it perhaps maybe the best I've seen in in, on, in in football leagues. Well, there was the one time when they followed Oliviera for 20 yards, and I'm like, he doesn't have the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, that but happened, that happened three was. or four times yeah. where there was confusion there, but uh, it, it, it was effective. And, you know, kudos, Brady Oliveira and the offensive line, they got to sell that, and they did a fantastic job too as well in terms of the play action. So uh, that was lights out last night. There's no uh, there's no doubt about that as well. Um yeah, I mean, it was a it was a fantastic performance. Last time the Bombers had a comeback like that last night, October twenty second, nineteen ninety four, a twenty seven point comeback to beat the Tie Cats forty six to forty four. And I'll say the final thing about that game. A lot of people say, "Well, it was the Elks, and the Elks yeah. are awful and stuff." Fair enough, but it doesn't matter. Twenty two down, that matter. And to me, it's th- fair enough if you want to make that point. Yeah. And here's the point: the Bombers have it. They have the pedigree, the experience, the championship caliber aura about them. Yes. And the Elks have nothing. The Elks have nothing in in them that even I think a lot of people listening, including myself, when it was 22 to 12 saying, well, 
this game should have been over with a backup quarterback. And, and my final thought on this is, is and I'm not, you know me, I'm not a big fire to coach, fire everybody. No, no. I'm surprised Chris Jones has lasted this long, but I've had John Hodge on. He's going to join me again about yes. how he's insulated himself, everything like that. My final thought on this is, I don't know, don't know how this isn't the final straw. You cannot be up 22-0 at home, having won, lost that many games at home, and be facing a backup quarterback and lose that game and keep your job. You have a great stat. We're going to get to that when we come back after 1230 about Chris Jones. We'll get into that. Also, hey, it's free for all Friday. Got a bunch of text messages. Corey says, is Drew Brown this good or is Edmonton that bad? Question mark. Happy Friday. Thanks for that, Corey. Uh, I think Drew Brown's good. I think that's it. And Bill in St. James says, big plays by big players by the Bombers. We'll get your calls. We'll get your texts. The phone lines will open 204-780-6868. Get to you right after the 1230 news. We'll talk uh chris jones and you don't think that i forgot about the zach caleros roughing the passer hit well we're going to talk that as well i'm not letting that one slide uh and when we come back after the sports minute uh a former jet signs in the khl I'll tell you who that is when top, we come back top jimmy leg right here it's rob that leg was going like this right here it was it was jimmy and jets at noon on 680 cjob Ah, Jim, Evgeny Svechnikov headed to the KHL after spending the past six seasons in the NHL. Spent last year with the San Jose Sharks. Spent 2021-2022 with the Jets. He scored eight goals, 14 points, 59 games. I think this is inevitable. Um, 19 points in 72 games with the Jets the previous year. That's not... Kevin Sheveldayoff was the one who prevented this from happening two years ago when he was going to the KHL and he called because they were wooing him that year of his draft year, brought him in, gave him the deal. He did okay here, but he's not going to outperform even some of the fourth liners they have this year. San Jose gave him a go. Good guy. Yep. Happy for him, but not surprised. 204-780-6868. Phone lines are now open. Free for all Friday. Talk bombers. Chris Jones. Free for all. Whatever you want. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. It's going to get ugly in here. I could hear Toth uh, like screaming as I left the news booth from the 12 o'clock you news. Just ignore that. He's always well, screaming what? about something or else. I don't know. Like, I just heard noise. I couldn't really make out words. You heard noise at a radio station. Well, yeah, but I mean, the studio's insulated. I don't, you're not supposed to hear things on the other side. Oh, oh, the party noise because it was free for all Fridays. Like, woo, yeah. raise yeah. the roof. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. usually just tell it's like when you're at the light and a car pulls up and all you hear is, yeah, your back window's rattling. That's definitely you. I always just think you look over and it's Bob Irving. That's Shania Twain. It's just banging. Can you turn it down? So uh, Jose Bautista is going to retire a Blue Jay today, boys. Uh, yeah, is he not retired? No, no, he's and I and I screwed up. I thought he was being honored today. He's getting honored tomorrow. Yeah, that game's on Apple up. TV tonight. <laughs> Sucks. Um, <laughs> well, it does it makes it so hard to like? I can't watch it I, at work tonight. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no. I would never suggest finding a different way to watch it. But that was a completely. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would never do something like that. Um, That's wrong. So is he's it? on. He's on it a is one. Wrong. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, it's just super annoying. Like, the coverage is good, and the, the commentators they have are good and stuff, but it's just it makes it hard to watch. I, I so my it. question is, he's on a one-year deal, or one-day deal. Uh, Do you can play we, him? Can we DH him? 
<laughs> you'd, you'd DH him and make him play left field again. He would cash in runners from scoring position. The Blue Jays. You would make him play left field listen, again. Listen, and the Cubs, the Cubs need to take all three of these. They're right in the mix of it. They're right behind uh, Milwaukee. They're right in the mix. They're a half game back here in the NL wild card. I'm a Cubs fan, of course. Um, so they need to get these wins. I, I always sort of root for the Jays because I kind of have to just because of that's like the team that I, I guess they're It's good for business. Lot. Yeah, it's good for business. They're my second favorite team. I, I go for it. Not for so him. much. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I'm not in on this Bichette. I like Guerrero, but I like Chapman. But Well, he's gone. This whole, like, to your point of running the bases, I, and you and I had this discussion, they remind me of a really, really good, talented young hockey team that can't, like, they don't know how to play the game. They rely too much on their extremely heavy amount of talent. They don't know how to run the bases. They don't know how to get a runner on, get them over, get them in. How many times this week in Cleveland did they load the bases with no outs and nothing? They don't know how to hit a fly ball to advance a guy from second to third. Those are the, when you're that talented, if you have those little intricacies of how to play the game, you wouldn't be fighting for the playoff lives every year. They uh, they should have taken all four in Cleveland. They certainly had a chance to. They lost uh, by one run in both their losses. Um, when they had those runners on, they hit like hard, like 100 mile an hour line drives to their new right fielder, uh, Ramon Laureano, who got DFA'd by the athletics. So, I mean, that tells you kind of where he's at. But he's guy's got a cannon. And he can't, he can't run on. Yeah, but Skyler, it's like, awesome. It's like so Joey they hit it 100 miles this, 100 miles that. Did they get a base hit? They had nine singles, Can nine hits, bunt? nine singles. That was remember when the they tried. Remember when the and former actually, manager tried to get him to bunt, bunt and they refused. They uh, they can bunt. Brandon uh, Belt had a bunt. Dalton Varsho is like one of the best bunters in the American League. They can. It, it's the problem when they're on the bag. It's the yeah. issue. All so. I know is that the, the 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 Blue Jays have a much better roster than a wild card team. Yes, which, that's the, the, what that's, I'm saying. That's just a fact. Talent wise, they do, and, and, and it yet seems they don't like, know how the, to. That's the, my problem with the Jays. The thing is, as they make tweaks that make sense. There's the, the the needle is not turning enough. They they go on big streaks and then they go on they they're 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 going to have a slide at some point again like this my year. My Astros get a grand slam in the top of the ninth against the best closer in baseball in Baltimore this week. But it's not about the grand slam. They can do that. It's about getting the bases loaded when you're down by three in the ninth inning. How did they do that? Well, that's Jay, that's Jay, what the Jays need to learn is how to how to whatever whatever situation you're in in the game. You need to learn how to play the intricacies of the game in order to make things happen. Jays had guy on third. They had Dalton Varsho got on in the top of the ninth and their one nothing loss. Got on first, got all the way over to third with one out. They got another guy on first, and then they got two. They had a fly out to shallow center. They can't advance and a K, and the game's over. So, exactly. So, so I know any one of those things a major league baseball team should be able to do. Right. All I'm, I know is I'm watching baseball tonight. Here's something for TV. both of you. I'm watching. I'm, I'm going to watch. Here's watching, something watching for both baseball. of you. This is from Jason Gregoire in Edmonton regarding yeah. Elks head coach Chris Jones. Oh, here we go. Chris Jones's record when he was head coach was 26 and 10. So that's pretty good. That's very his, good. His record when he's the GM and head coach, 31 and 49. His scouting and drafting <laughs> as a GM are negatively impacting his ability to be a successful head coach. Many coaches have said, quote, you're only as good as your players. And that's what is going on in Edmonton right now. He is an extremely good head coach, but he wants all the power. Teams give him all the power, and he's his own worst enemy. You, uh, you actually had one of the guys on your show yesterday, Toth, the, one of the only guys who has successfully done that, and Kelly McCrimmon. 
and they had yes. they had like 22 seasons and 20 of them were the playoffs and Krim was not head coach for like three of them and like Corey Clouston comes in and then they miss the playoffs and he's like no I'm doing this again and yeah so and it's different it's junior versus pro I get it it's hockey it's football they're, dude, they're too big yeah, jobs it's, it's too much it's it Chris Jones Bill, is a great Bill coach now he's but, he's doing too much and that's exactly and that's why I'm I'm hearing like John Hodge is going to join me at two today to talk about the Bombers and the Elks from three down nation but he was on and so was Justin Dunk in the weeks prior saying I'm like well, what's going on with Chris Jones he goes he has insulated himself coaching wise with all his buddies after practice, they go for dinner together, they go for drinks together, they go golfing together. So if you fire Chris Jones and move one of the coordinators in, you're getting the exact same coach. Yeah. And and the problem is, is the talent. Like if if he was just coaching, like when Chris Jones, you made the point, when Chris Jones had Ed Hervey as a GM, they were great. They were 26 and 10 yeah. when he was the head coach. Mike They're Riley. 31 and 49 when he's the GM as well. Yep, yep. Odell Willis. Because he the grabs defense. players he likes. Maybe not the best player. Maybe not the... I like this guy. The kids. I like that he guy. calls them kids. I don't like that. I don't like calling your players kids. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that that expresses an issue there uh, amongst a uh, relationship between the coach and, and its players. That's that's the way that I look at that when you refer to them as kids. He's, and if they were if they were 9-0, and well, well, that's a great way to go about it. But um, things are clearly not working out. 204-780. Thank you very much, Skylar. Thanks, Skylar. 204-780-68. 204-780. Get him on. Get him uh, over. 68, get him in, Skylar. 68. Uh, Free for all Friday, Texas show. Uh, hey, and call too. Love to get you guys' voices on the air. 204-780-68. Yeah, if you know, let's talk some jet, jets. We can talk takes. some Jets, too. Uh, Mirna text, uh, just to talk, we'll keep this uh, Chris Jones thing going here. Mirna says, nobody is talking about the multiple Edmonton penalties that resulted in a Winnipeg touchdown. If those had not happened, uh, the end may have had a different ending. Well, that's You know what? That's classic Kenny Lawler getting a P.I. Well, that was exactly that, what that was. That's the problem. Like yeah. when, when you, again, so I don't know what he's married to with the secondary, Chris Jones. But it, it, I don't know a lot of CFL teams that if their secondary isn't well after three or four weeks, there's two new guys brought in. Mm-hmm. DBs are around. DBs are available. Maybe when the NFL cuts are finalized. Ed Ganey, I thought had a pretty good. I thought he had a pretty dang good game coming back, but there's just not enough help. They move. They move that one of possession. They move the ball sixty yards, and fifty of it was Edmonton penalties. That's coaching. Yeah. Yeah. It really, and you know, when Mike O'Shea and the team was taking too many penalties in his first or second year, people were screaming, that's coaching. Mm-hmm. I, I think yesterday was a lot of, you have some extremely talented elite receivers playing against some very mediocre DBs. But I mean, how many times did they kick an extra point or something? And there was a penalty on Edmonton and they would just decline it. There was that's two coaching. Or three instances. Yeah. How do you go offside on an extra point? There were some, there were some, they took some bad penalties. That's coaching. In the second half. Yeah, it got ugly. Uh, this texture says, hi guys. What I noticed from watching Edmonton is that the Elks play good for three quarters. Then it's downhill from there. And they didn't disappoint. Uh, I don't even think they played. They did not show up for, uh, they, they started to lose it halfway through the second, but I, I appreciate the text message. Then it's downhill from there and they did not disappoint. They're a very undisciplined team taking bad penalties when you're free. Uh, when you're feeling blue call Dr. Drew. This texture says, hi, guys, as far as Chris Jones goes, time uh, for him to be let go. See, and this is this is the con- – and I'll, I'll get through these text messages here. Uh, this one regarding Chris Jones. Uh, his biggest sin was standing pat uh, into the season with QBs that aren't ready. 
Are there budgetary constraints in Edmonton? Yes. That's me adding that little yes. Only reasons for him to survive last night's game is to give Ford a three-game tryout with the existing coaches. Also, the team does not appear uh, does not appear to have quit on Jones. I actually don't think they have. I don't think the team has no, has but, quit on him. But here here's the thing. I, I, I don't see the point. And yeah, I think his biggest issue has been sticking with Cornelius, signing him to contracts, which made no sense. And when the guy can't, he has no accuracy downfield. And that's a big reason why Kenny Lawler got injured last year is because he was constantly having to go out of his way and get smacked because of, uh, of, of Taylor Cornelius's balls. Well, that's uh, my point of the, the place, loss but, yesterday. But, now the players yeah. are starting. I believe they like him. I believe like, yeah. well, because they're all buddies, right? He calls them kids and blah, blah, blah. But that this is where it wears thin. Yeah. This is where it's like up 22, nothing. You're being the humiliated. Backup, the backup was in. Now that's where the message gets lost, right? Is no matter how much you like Chris Jones as a coach, as a player, blah, 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 blah. When you're up 22 at home and you're going through what you're going through and the backup quarterback has to come in and puts on 38 on you, that's when you stop believing in the system. Yeah. You know how the play calling. It's it's to be an Edmonton Elk right now. It's humiliating. 22 straight losses at home. It's a, a North record, American sports story. A record that has never been a, a skid so bad. It's never been reached in North American sports history, professional sports history. These guys right. are their their levels of bad are. It's in it. You're right. It is. It is an. It is a. It is a continent wide story. And I agree with the one texter. Like they can play, but then what happens? I don't think they stop playing. I think it's coaching. I think it's. The talent, overall talent level, like they've been in a lot of games this year. Oh, this is uh, breaking Blue Jays news. Seeing how we were talking some yeah. baseball, Blue Jays announced Alex Manoa has been optioned to Buffalo. Hagen Danner has been recalled. Why did they bring him spot. back so quickly? It made no sense. They need to get into the playoffs, man. Yeah, that roster, and I agree with you. It's it should be much better than a wild card. They need to get into the post. Could you imagine if the Jays don't get in this year? Or you know, a wild card, and then you get in a situation like that. They're better than that. They're better than a they wild card are, spot. Yeah. They are. And that's why I bring up they the have to win the, they, I understand and, they're in a tough division, but, man, you, they got to find a way to win. They have the roster. Who was the previous manager again? I forget his name. He came from Tampa Bay. But he got fired, and from what the insiders were saying is because he was harping on him. He was like, I don't care how good you are. You need to learn how to run the bases. Yeah. You need to know when to be in your position, and you need to know. And they, the young stars didn't like that. Oh, People running the asylum. 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. The hit on Caleros. Here, we'll play this. And and I'll get, I'll play this. This was from the post-game show yesterday when Derek Taylor was asking uh, uh, Mike O'Shea on the post-game show right here on 680 CJOB his thoughts on why the play wasn't reversed on the field when he challenged roughing the passer uh, when Zach Caleros was taken out of the game in the second quarter. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The the not called initially, and and you did challenge that, and it was it was determined. Did the officials say anything to you about why it was not? Uh, they said that he braced himself and didn't land, didn't really didn't hit hit him in the head, and didn't land on him full force. Like he, he said, he tried to avoid it, but you know, obviously, I disagree with that because I challenged it. 
The texture says the hit on Caleros isn't that a hit to the head? No call. Debbie texts the show regarding the Caleros hit. I've been watching CFL games for 25 years, and I'm appalled with the inconsistently with called on rushing, roughing the passer. Yes, some plays are close, but often have heard from officials, commentators, etc., as they need to protect the QB. I've also heard and agreed that these players are professionals that have played long enough to know how to control their bodies to some degree to prevent serious injuries to quarterbacks. Now, the ruling from uh, the CFL. They put this out, play number 35, Winnipeg Challenge, roughing the passer on Edmonton. This is from the league. After review, the replay official ruled that there was no clear evidence of unnecessary contact at full speed that met the necessary for a roughing the passer penalty. Therefore, the ruling made on the field of no call stood. Now, I thought it was closer than perhaps some people were making it out to be. I thought it was sort of a judgment call on on the officials on the field and in the video at first glance. Then I went on social media and I saw the uh, screen screen grab of how far the ball was, was three or four yards being thrown downfield. And uh, the, the defense defensive player for Edmonton, whose name escapes me um, was four or five steps away. And I was like, okay, well then that needs to be, that needs to be called. That is roughing the passer. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with that. When it was happened, I'm fine with how they called it. That's a tough call to see. Plus, there's a fumble there or an interception you have to watch as an official, everything like that. Yes. The review is ridiculous. Do I think he it was dirty? No. Do I think he could have avoided it? Yes. Do I think he could have just put his hands on him because he's face down as opposed to falling on him? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. What? It, so this idea that he's avoiding contact, why is he falling on top of a guy who's on his chest? There's no need for that. No. And don't tell me he's already starting because if he's already starting, then he knows he's on the ground. If he's already starting to fall or, or hit him like that, he knows that he's face down on the ground. So just touch him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't buy that. I think he meant to hit him while he was down. And that's the dirty part of it to me. And then you add in that on the review, he clearly hit him in the head. I don't know how you don't... Again, I don't think it's dirty. I don't think he was headhunting. No, I don't think so. But when he's on the ground like that and you fall on top of him, your your intent is to hit him. Yeah. And he's gotten rid of the ball and he's down. That's I, a late hit. The, the judgment was, oh, he kind of was getting out of his way or attempting to... I, 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 don't, th- I don't think so. I, I think in a situation where, again, you're desperate for wins, I think you, you, you take leniencies in situations there, like that, that. It's not Perhaps dirty, subconsciously but it's late. Yeah. And you don't have to do that. It was late hit. It was and a late Fabio, hit. He was already starting to, starting to do what? If Zach's on his feet, what's he trying to do by diving like that? 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Free for all Friday is going to continue on. Some more text messages from you guys. Uh, you want to talk about Buck Pierce? Sure, we can talk about that as well. And we continue to uh, end. Hey, we got a caller here. Hey, Paul, just hang on. We'll get you on right after the break. Don't go anywhere. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. We're real tight for time. Only got about two minutes here. And Paul, thanks for calling the show, 204-780, and joining us here on Free For All Friday. Paul, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to say that was a great win by the Bombers, but I really hope that we can get the retirement of Abercrombie's jersey in tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right with the with the with the gold eyes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they have a yeah. big weekend at the park. It's dog game and everything like that. Andrew Collier is going to try and join me in the uh, two o'clock hour here on the station to talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah, one of the, the, the it will be very exciting, and it's a very momentous 
uh, occasion in regards to at least gold ice history. So, yes, yeah. two time champion, one of the greats to ever uh, play for the fish. But yeah, thanks for that, Paul. I really appreciate the call. You're welcome. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, uh, two, Paul. 204 780 uh, This texter, real quick, only got about a minute here, uh, Jim, but do you believe Buck Pierce? is going to head coaching interviews next season. I do believe he will. He's done a fantastic job as OC. I don't have any inside track. I don't talk to Buck Pierce uh, <laughs> once a year. I'll I'll, I'll speak to him uh, personally, and we never would talk about something like this. Uh, but from what I hear, uh, Buck Pierce very, very happy here in Winnipeg as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I haven't talked to Buck in a couple of years, but um, I know his wife's from here. I know her family is here. Their kids are here. Um, we all know that Buck's wife had battled cancer successfully, I believe, twice now. Uh, he was. They called about him for the Ottawa job before as part of the package they were interviewing. Uh, not part of the package, but wanted yeah. to interview him. And he stayed here. I, I think he's here for the long haul, but I do think eventually a couple of seasons from now – head coaching job for sure. But I think teams are going to keep calling for him. We'll wait and see for right now. He's the offensive coordinator of the Winnipeg blue bombers. Thank you very much. Jeffrey Forche for producing the show. Jim Toth to take you all the way until three o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back same time on Monday. See ya. Chats at noon on six, eight CJOB.